0: This is Podco Media Networks. Hi again, global citizens. Welcome back to the podcast that inspires a borderless mindset around doing something in the world. I am Florence Adu, and I'm your host. This week, we're picking up our conversation with our guest, Nana Amwako and Nin, where we left off in a conversation that introduces the newest offering in Nana's Bliss portfolio, the Bliss Wellness Center. We'll also learn more about how her work with children is tackling the unspoken traumas inherent in the global child trafficking crisis. My India was a way to come
1: back and say, how can I function and still be alive in this business mm-hmm. in 10 years?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. that's it. It's stepping away and being behind the scene and also watching the development of other people. Right. You see? right
0: and that helped you to also be yeah. attuned to this wellness piece because yes. so tell us more about the yes. wellness that yes. you're now offering yes so mm-hmm.
1: this bliss Wellness center which is soft launching an awareness campaign this end of year for December we've been actually I've been talking about this dreaming of this for about two years. Mm-hmm. I knew that I always wanted to go a little bit further because a yoga studio was so exciting because it's about people and their need to be physical. But actually what happens after such a long time is many of your students have been with you so long, they're looking for other things. Yeah. They're looking for to revisit some issues they might have had with a past relationship or in their childhood or some memory work. So... How do you service them? How do you help them? And also, as practitioners who've traveled out and learned more about themselves, we're also journeying. Mm-hmm. Also, our peer groups, which are you know older than 30, not many <laughs> right. businesses that are running, when you get over a stage, when you get to your 40s, you're also starting to conceptualize a lot of past work that you need to maybe revisit. So, Blizz Wellness came at the right time where we can offer now four columns of offerings, which is really about mind and heart, so we're offering psychotherapy, where we're having a guide who offers psychotherapy, offering a guide who offers Reiki, which is touch-based energy healing, a guide that offers meditation and pranic healing, which is no-touch mm-hmm. energy healing, and then our fourth elements are about life coaching. Mm-hmm. And that's where myself as an owner of a business who is a yoga teacher, but after several years of being an advocate in many different ways, People have been coming to me that way more than ever sure. in the last two years. So I have a breadth of people that I coach, yeah. and it's been happening. Sure. And so we realized that our marketplace also needs to be add a holistic, that in addition to what we do, continue to add more holistic problems mm-hmm. for the market. right? Um, so that again, we become more a center and also a place where we can offer research. We can do mm-hmm. research on what's happening for health in Africa. Mm-hmm. We can offer a space for Visionaries and people in the practice to come and talk and speak through conferences. Mm-hmm. We want to be a place where people just don't come for the physical, let's yep. say. But also, there's so much capacity in wellness for Africa that people need to learn about it. Nobody, right. there's no scholarship about it.
0: Right, right. And that right. is why
1: Bliss wellness is now we're going to push for that to sure. the space and offer information.
0: Yeah. You know? That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that concept. And I think you make a really good point and I want to emphasize this to our listeners as well is that, you know, people often think of yoga, particularly in the Western world, as just physical. Yes. And once you mm-hmm. really envelop yourself yeah. in a practice, yes. you realize mm-hmm. that it's so much more. Yes. And so yeah. it is that entry point, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. And I think that's kind of how you've evolved it into the wellness. Yeah. But once you're in it, then you start to realize, yeah, I need to go deeper, you know. And and I think that particularly I find here that the challenge is that we have this religious spiritual base that feels contrary, particularly because yoga is thought to be very Eastern or yes. Indian, and so oh, what does that have to do with Africa? But in actuality, yoga is universal. The idea—it's just a different word, you know. So we've had feel like there's definitely yoga in every culture mm-hmm. so we might not have the word but the universal word here yeah. now is yoga so i think that everyone if you haven't tried it try something yes. that is of the of the yoga of the soul yes. or something yes. like that for sure
1: for sure you talked about india you talked about the western eastern tip and you talked about the fact that people assume even in the western culture we see this also in this the, the over of our media now the instagram mm. all that mm-hmm. this is visual about like the hollywood of fitness mm-hmm. and right it's, it's become so body and visuals and the stimulus of what people see so yoga has become part of that compartment and we need to try and soften it a little bit Yeah, people come to our studio like oh wow i thought that everybody would look like this right because i see it on all these posts online right Ooh, it's actually different so Really great point that you just made to the, for the listeners.
0: Yeah. And you also do something that's also very special with children. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit more about that, because I think that definitely feeds into the idea of it being for everyone. So tell us more yes. about that.
1: I have been, in my time, even in New York when I worked as a prosecutor, I did most of my work was with families. So I, was mm-hmm. a family, I was in the family law set. I did work with children and a lot of issues with childhood, childhood endangerment. So when I moved to Ghana, I did some lawyering, but eventually started to volunteer as a yoga teacher mm-hmm. for an organization that's in Kumasi. And after three years of just being a volunteer and flying there and driving there and doing these wonderful annual yoga classes with these children who've been trafficked on the Volta Lake. Mm-hmm. So this is an organization that works with children to rescue them. Now not direct rescues as before, but through social services, they have a beautiful campus of about hundred and fifty children. And I was a volunteer there and then eventually was actually asked to become the executive director of the whole organization. Oh, wow. Because I think they saw that, wow, there's another side to this, that she could bring strategy and that piece. And so I've actually recently in the last, maybe since July, I've stepped away from that role Mm -hmm. um, because I seed see saw that my, my piece to the wellness still works and synced with the organization but my time yeah was really sure. short. What I'll say about the work I have been had been doing and we are now continuing to mentor other agencies myself in this way is to offer strategy on how do we keep children safe. Yeah. You know and how does yoga, which is really the reason I came to that organization, how does yoga help with trauma?
0: Mm. And so mm-hmm
1: with these children who have been sexually abused, have been sexually victimized, touch, being touched, sure. even having a conversation with somebody, looking them in the eye becomes so difficult. Right. So what, what I did is stretch me as a teacher, stretch me as a practitioner, I think makes me a better yoga teacher in the world, is that I had to figure out how to teach yoga to people who were really in trauma. In all of my experiences studying trauma, working with trauma, being in court about trauma, but now you have a live individual who you have to touch and manually, hopefully manipulate in a positive mm. way. Um, that has helped me with what we now launch with the Bliss Wellness Center. Sure. Because you're now thinking about the whole individual and you also have to find the right people. Yeah. To be with these people. Right. And that's so key. We, that's yeah. why Bliss Wellness, as we go back into that, it took two years to kind of conceptualize yeah. because the four guides I've been with for two years. Yeah. To see that, are they ready? Sure. This is a holistic environment. Are they emotionally ready? Mm-hmm. Are they professionally ready? So mm-hmm. it takes a lot of time and you really care. Yeah. Um, and children, and we were just talked about trafficking in Africa. This is another really interesting conversation. I just had a radio interview about that, this whole market, that we have over 300,000 children in the Volta Lake area that are working on the fishermen's boats. Wow. And of those children... I think 85% have been trafficked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a countrywide issue, it's a global issue that many countries have found themselves being held accountable willingly, but I think Ghana is not ready yet to really sit down and say, we have a, we, they know we have a problem, but how are we accountable? How are we as a country? How can we move this forward to make changes? So I think change in this environment is very slow because our government is not available. Also, there's a lot of silencing on the issue. Sure. It's very difficult, even in the radio interview I did, to find people who are willing to talk, a police officer, yeah. a yeah. we, for months we've been yeah. doing, we've had a producer just trying to get me to help me, we'll, we'll, we'll edit out your voices. It's just not happening. Mm-hmm. So this is an interesting part of like free speech and culture and silencing, That we need to get past but it's a silent issue that we are now moving to help our communities and across so what we do to try and launch our service to trauma is that we offer bliss hour which is actually a studio class at our studio which is Mm -hmm. on a saturday which seems to be a fun great environment just to have a class on a saturday but it's actually our community class Mm -hmm. and it's 10 cd class and people can come from all over across. Yeah. What we've noticed is the communities that actually come in there, when you get to know them, have been maybe living on the street at some point, or have been, this is Ghana coming into our studio, Yeah. been victimized, have been potentially um, a sex worker sure. who, who learned about this industry that we're in and came to us. So that that's where we actually pocket our groups. And it's more than that. what you see, we're seeing people in that way.
0: Nana, can you tell us a little bit more about the organization that you're working with, just in case our listeners might want to provide some support or yes. something? So
1: the organization that, again, I'm, I'm still there with them as an advocate for their program, uh, just brought a donor in to go in to see them, to see the fruits of her a library that she donated. I'm not in official capacity, edu- the ED of it, but it's Touch a Life. Yes. And they're located okay. in Kumasi and they have a website. Okay. And they're open to donorship. They get a lot of service groups coming in every year, mm-hmm. and we coordinate groups. I had coordinated groups that come in to see the center, and it very well, it's one of the most beautiful campuses in the world. It was opened by a woman in Illinois named Pam Cope who was a hairdresser who lost her son to a heart defect several, several years ago. And in her grief, she decided to get on a plane after reading about the children on the Volta Lake in the New York Times and find a boy named Mark. She flew with her husband to find Mark. She found him on the lake. They rescued him with about 15 other children. And then, after the rescue, she went back to the U.S., left some money, maybe a couple thousand dollars at a guest house. Oprah Winfrey was reading about Mark. In the New York Times, and sent a team of people to go and find him. And when they got there, they found out that Pam had rescued him, so they went back wow. to the And they found her through a private investigator, and they put her on Oprah. Oh, and wow. And she flown to Chicago, and she sat on Oprah's couch. And based on that trip, she raised so much money to buy land, about 20 acres of land, and to build mm-hmm. this world class. Million dollar, I mean, multi-million dollar center in Kumasi, okay. and then wrote a book, which was on Open's book club, and so this is the story of Mark and how the you know, center that created
0: exists. impact wow that's a that is a heartwarming story like it's it's the power of so many things the internet drive you know Mm -hmm. technology everything yeah yeah Yeah. wow so nana we're at the point in our program where we think about a mindset hack and the mindset Mm -hmm. hack is your favorite or an innovative mindset hack that you can imagine or that you know of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tell us
1: Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, so my mindset hack is this. I work with a lot of people who who are are searching for things or might be deficient in something. So, for instance, they may feel that emotionally they're at a loss for something, that they or physically in their home, they don't have what they need. And I always say that when you feel like you're deficient in something... That means that you have to look to your own center and understand what is it that you need in your life. So my hacks is, this is about what you what are you holding on to. A lot of people are holding on to a lot of self-doubt, a lot of aggression, a lot of fear, and they live this life. That's what they live. This is most of the people that I experience, particularly that I coach even. So my hack for that, which is something that I consistently am working with people towards the end of the year in the last 100 days, is to say, why are you holding on to it? So um, sure. you need to go back in and say, why am I holding on to this, this thing? Is it grief? Is it doubt? Is it fear? Is it something that belongs to me? Has somebody handed it to me in a relationship?
0: Mm-hmm. That they told you that, that you have to think this way, that you
1: have to have communication with this idea or this part of them? Do you need it? And it or do you have enough love in yourself to let it go? Right So uh, Surrender Surrender Mm -hmm. Yes So my hack is We need to surrender more At the end of the year The last 100 days he will become so emotionally charged Because they're worrying about What happened in the last quarter What's happening next year They didn't make it They didn't do it But it creates a lot of anxiety And a lot of unwellness So the lifestyle hack for this Is that we need to sit back and say Do we need to hold on Yeah We need to hold on Let's let go more Let's surrender more
0: Sure Sure. I like it. All right, Nana, we're at the close of our conversation for today, but I look forward to many, 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 many more. So as we close, I have one question I like to ask my guests. And thinking about you, I want to know, what are you reading now? What are some of the best reads that you've come across? Oh, my
1: gosh. I'm reading a lot. I have, like, when I moved to Ghana, people thought, oh, Nana... You look in my house, you see a lot of stuff. Yes. <laughs> Stacks of books. <laughs> <laughs> That's I had. I yes. these And I remember the shippers came and were looking at me like I was crazy. They were like, okay, where's all the glassware? And they were like, do you know that you have 60 boxes of books? What? And I have 60 boxes. And so the first set came and the second container came. And so we had the first 40 came and we loaded them all in, and we, could, we had to keep building bookshelves, you know, yeah. so I read a ton. My father is an incredible, who's a PhD in economics, is a reader, continually buying books all the time on Amazon, but I'm reading currently my daughter, who knows I love Frida Kahlo, mm. and she's, a fifth, she's in class 5 or 5th grade at in an international school here in Ghana, she came in last week with a library book, and she pulled it out of her backpack, and she was all excited to show me what she brought, and she doesn't really like library books, but this day, she said, like, I have a book, and she brought this book out, and it was a book about Frida Kahlo. Oh, wow. And it's a book about the artists of the world, and it's a, it's a beautifully scripted book for children about Frida Kahlo's life. And it is actually meant for anybody to read, yeah. simply put. But it's actually the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Wow. And so she brought it home and we read. I read it. I couldn't read it because we were busy. And then I saw that day she had to take it back to the library. Um. And I felt really sad. And so I took a video and I started videoing it to see if I could buy it somewhere. It's an old book from like Britain. And um. she said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to school and check it out again.
0: So you can have it
1: for another week. Oh nice. And so that's what I'm reading right
0: now. Your thoughtful <laughs> little girl. <laughs> I'll show you the book too. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well maybe maybe we'll be able to find it and dig it up. If you yeah, put it in the show exactly. notes, someone will be like, hey, we found this book. I know. Yeah. Well, Nana, this has been wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank oh, you. Geez, so much. And do you have any last words for our listeners? Um,
1: I I just wish you all again abundance in this end of year. I think that we are in Africa where we are, where we sit today to share the stories, these stories with you that Florence is offering to the world that there's so much potential. So continue to build into your own potential.
0: Nice, nice. I love it. So this is Florence Adu again. I'm signing off from Global Citizens this week. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. As always... Find us at localcitizenspod.com and wherever you find podcasts. Bye for now.